Hey there, fellow nerds and nerdwells, and welcome back to another episode of the Adventurers Anonymous podcast, the home of improvised fantasy fucknuggetry. Come join us week by week as a rotating cast of geeks sip cocktails, play Dungeons and Dragons, and seek a glorious death. Now, we're just going to take a hot moment to delve into our mailbag to give a huge shout out to the one and only Catman Jones, who contacted us on the Twitters this week to suggest various cover songs our cast members could perform. My personal favourites of which were Enjoy the Violence by Depeche Mord and 69 by Aristobulus Grande. So thank you very much, Catman Jones, for throwing down that musical mashup challenge. And maybe at some point we will work on our own personal character playlist for your audio enjoyment and drop those on here. Needless to say, if you want to get your ideas and comments read out on here, then come slide into our DMs on Twitter on Adventurers A-N-O number one. And what's this? Yet more notices? I think so. Just time to quickly promote the wonderful souls over at Homebrew Havoc. And let's be honest, we're only doing this because they kidnapped Barbara and are threatening to mail parts of her tail back to us unless we read out this pre-prepared statement. So, if you want a fantastical wild ride full of adventure, laughs, and the kind of characters you'd want to beer with, then Homebrew Havoc is the D&D actual play show for you. Join the Brew Seekers, Shiv, Tony, Callum, and Ailey as they travel the length and breadth of Antioso. Dungeon Master Paul throws them into all sorts of weird and wonderful shenanigans, all in the name of artefacts. Pull up a stool in Dodo's Tavern, arm wrestle with Cadiz, experience the Feywild with Kiva, and learn about the Dawn Lord from Hawthorne. Homebrew Havoc genuinely has something for everyone, so tune in Thursdays at 7pm BST, 1.30pm EST, live on Ampersand D20's Twitch channel. Right. It gets said every week, but it is worth noting that the content from here on in is not suitable for tiny ears. It's mostly improvised and entirely inappropriate. Listener discretion is advised. Now, I'm fairly sure that covers off absolutely everything you need to know. So without further ado, go grab yourself a drink, pull your chair closer to the fire, and come join Chris, Raggy, Matt, and myself for this week's episode of the Adventurers Anonymous podcast. Please enjoy. And we are live, I think. Right, yes, we are live. Matt, who are we sponsored by? Uh, sponsored by the Met Police. Get a new career <laughs> today in, in the Met Police. Positions open now at, at top levels. <laughs> Which in about six weeks' time, when this episode comes out, will be very topical to me. <laughs> the, the least topical news podcast on, on iTunes. For anyone who's collecting their um, Metropolitan Police Panini sticker album, if you haven't got a Cressida Dick, uh, you're never going to. Right. Good. Well, this week, sponsored by the Metropolitan Police Force, hiring new commissioners right now. Okie dokie. Right. So it's been a few weeks since we, the cast, have played, so I have written a recap for you all. So here we go. Last we left off with our intrepid adventurers, they were still banged up, good and proper, languishing in Nutbush Penitentiary. Hanash, returning from the Medica, found himself witnessing an inmate getting roughed up. He stepped in just in time to save the life of the diminutive form of Caleb, the man he had met in the canteen earlier. Slightly bruised and bloody, and and grasping his snapped pencil, 
Caleb offered to hook Hunash up with a few of the other inmates who were planning a jailbreak as a thanks for his brave rescue. While this was going on, Tati was flirting with the original occupant of his cell, a non-binary spider called Gaspard, who lived in a crack in the wall. In return for flashing some gratuitous leg to the spider, who apparently had a foot fetish, Tati asked that he was informed of the comings and goings of the hardened gang of gnomes operating out of the penitentiary, known as the Damali Ding-Dongs, in particular about their leader, known as Tito Minute. Belsiar learned a harsh lesson about why it is better to have loved and to have lost than to have never tried, showing that while practising CPR on a corpse may not achieve anything, it can at least help you find a sense of closure sometimes. True to character, Aristobulus flirted with the mysterious masked man with whom he shared a cell and got an earful of hot porridge for his troubles. Boundaries might have been negotiable for the priest. His cellmate, however, wasn't ready to cross that line yet. Maud literally fist-fucked a rat for information. No, she really did. Go back and listen to last week's episode if you don't believe me. I don't have time to explain. And that just leaves us with enough time to remind ourselves that we wrapped things up with Caleb introducing Hanash to two fellow inmates planning on escaping the penitentiary, a wizened old man and a grumpy Kenku called Webley Pebbles and Squawk. But before revealing their plan, they insisted Hanash perform a trial for them to show his merit. On cross-questioning Webley, he found out that he used to be a prop designer for the movies, and that was about all he was going to know. What trials lay ahead for Hanash, I hear you ask? Only to break into the chief warden's office and steal two important items from his desk. Firstly, a picture of his wife, and secondly, his tube of pile cream. Webley Pebbles and Squawk informing Hanash that they planned on escaping on the next full moon. And if Hanash could pass this one trial, he was welcome to take a place on their daring venture. And that is where we will pick up with this week's episode. There you go. Can I um, clarify something? Um, oh, God, have, we got, have we got inconsistencies already? No, 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 it's fine. It's, it might just be in, in my uh, note-taking. Um, mm. Were we were we just supposed to break into the warden's office and steal those two things? There's, I've got a bit in my notes that says one of them needs to be taken from the Medica, which could be the pile cream. I don't know. Ooh, that's exciting. Well, you just got to get some pile cream. Doesn't doesn't have to be the only brand that he uses. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's not. It's not a very specific brand. It's not. To 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 yeah, it could yeah. be any cream in a in. In an unlabeled container to say, yeah, this is it. That's a great idea. No more tears. Whipped cream. If you want to smear creme fraiche on a geriatrics hemorrhoids, you can do that. South Park has ruined creme fraiche for me. I went to the supermarket the other day. I was like, can't say it without going cream fraiche. Do you know where the cream fraiche is? They're like, what? I was like, oh, creme fraiche. Sorry. <laughs> Where's the cream fish? Cream fish. Uh, yes. Right. Well, I mean, wherever you want to get your, he said creme fresh, wherever you want to get your hemorrhoid cream from, I don't think the man, I mean, make me a perception check. Me or? I was going to say, I don't, think, I don't think he's told the rest of us. He hasn't. He's still, sitting at, he's still sitting at the table. What They've gone. Belsia, I believe you stalked out of the canteen and watched the Kenku go off yes, into the a, exercise yard. Yes. And you saw the Kenku, t- you saw one of the wardens put a cigarette in the end of the Kenku's beak and light it. 
Can I make an insight check? Because I've just noticed I've got a plus six to insight and I've never used it. <laughs> what, do you, what do you want to insight? Can I tell if he's, you know, obviously he's up to something. Is he up to something in a... Is he like a, is he like a snape or a... Or, <laughs> snape. or, or, or a, a, a quirrell? Okay. From Harry Potter, Harry Potter references, like it's... it's I was going to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's all. He's 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 a. Uh, oh yep. Go on then. Uh, ooh, twenty. That's uh, twenty-two. Yes, twenty-two. Your insight is twenty-two. Well, it's sixteen plus six. Jesus Christ! You can pretty much discern at that point what coloured eggs he's going to lay. Um, as you blend in, you at this point have moved into the weightlifting section and you've just picked up two of the lightest weights and you're pretending to pump iron. Um, as you look over surreptitiously watching, you basically, yeah, you've made your way into the, uh, you're in the yard and you hide amongst the inmates who are doing weights as you pick up two, like, five kilo weights of almost non-existence and you just pretend to pump iron whilst um subtly watching the kenku from across the yard as you with it with 24 you see it's a guarded conversation it's not a conversation they're having loudly and out in the open you discern that it's something of secrecy um something they don't want other people to overhear um and you also see that the kenku coughs and splutters He's obviously not a big smoker. <laughs> this might be his first puff. He only he only smokes when he's when he's scheming. <laughs> as you look over, with a roll of twenty-four, I will also let you discern that as he smokes, the Kenku's cloaca opens slightly and you see puffs of smoke come out the rear end of the bird. Is that how birds work? I'll take your word for it. <laughs> If you are an ornithologist and you're listening to this podcast, please write in and inform us that if a bird smoked, <laughs> vapour would come out of its cloaca. But, you know, the multi-purpose hole. Okay, right. Do with that what you will. Interesting. Um, I, I can't remember where I was at the end of the last episode. Was I still you were just sitting at your table. You'd watched... Um, You'd oh, watch the yeah, masked it's... man pour porridge in his ear. You'd watch Hanash be taken away by Caleb. Mm. Belsiar had um, stood up and, and, and subtly wandered off after the Kenku. And Maud is um, just frowning at people. She's got like a, 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 a resting bitch face. And she just kind of scowls. Any kind of charisma she had is evaporated as uh, she looks down her nose at some of the other inmates. Can I, um, it might be considered a faux pas to go back for seconds, but I would like to talk to the, um, maybe I won't go up to her at like the commissary counter, but I'd like to, I'd like to see if I can talk to the, um, the, that kitchen staff person who had like black market connections. Oh, she was, um, she was a tabaxi, wasn't she? Yeah. She, she was a grumpy fat tabaxi. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, you can. Um, I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to go up to her and I'm going to say, um, I've got, I need something, I need something at short notice as quick as you can. Um, she looks at you, she's like, I've told you before, I'm taken. Not, not that, you, you sweet little thing. 
She gives you a wink. Yeah, <laughs> I, um, I, I return the favor uh, with as much char- charisma as I can, I can muster. Um, I, I say, I need, um, if you can get me some thieves tools, that'd be great. Um, uh, you know, a push I could, I could just do with a lock pick or, or something that will, um, serve the same purpose. You think you're the first person to come here and ask me for tools? Maybe, maybe not the first person who looks this pretty. As you hold up your stumpy fingers, she looks at you. She's like, what's in it for me? I'll give you some, um, loving. <laughs> give you some of the stumpy action. Um, let's start, let's start slow. I'll give you some of that good elvish porn. Oh yeah, good elvish porn. Tell you what, it's a lonely life being a cafeteria. It really is. Tell you though, do me a favour. You rub my feet, they're sore. I've been standing on them all day. You rub my feet and I'll think about it. So anyone else doesn't think that AJ's got a foot fetish? <laughs> what? That's because there were two weeks in a row where a character asked Cassie to... <laughs> are we, where, where are we when, when we're having this conversation? Am I just up at the counter again? The, the party is split into currently four groups. Uh, Hanash is sitting at a table or, or just leaving the table where Webley and Squawk are. Belsiar is out in the uh, exercise yard. Maud uh, is currently with Aristobulus sitting at the table and you've made it up to the canteen. Okay. Or window. Window. Yeah. I'm going to say, um, all right, I'll give you a theatre rub. Should we, um, should we pop back round into the kitchen? Yeah. As she points to the little hatchery, as she, um, which is not a place where chicks are born, the hatchery is, is what I've affectionately called the little hole in the wall where the food comes out of. There's a little service entrance. As she points you towards the service entrance and she buzzes you in. At this point, whilst you're going off to rub a elderly tabaxi's bunions, <laughs> we are going to pan back to Hanash, who has now received his briefing off Webley Pebbles and has to decide what to do. So, sorry to catch you up. Um, Belsiar is in the courtyard and has followed one of them, hasn't he? Yes. Yeah. So like, the, the, the Kenku, the bird. Yeah, the Kenku, the bird. And you're doing stuff. Okay. So, um, can I go speak to my old friend, is it Caleb? Caleb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Caleb's yeah. a cannibal. And... He's not cannibal. <laughs> You, you look. You tell you one. Look at him. He's pretty gaunt. If he's a cannibal, he's not eating much. <laughs> oh, it's hard to be a cannibal in prison, isn't it? Close, closer to Caleb the clerical worker than Caleb the cannibal. Um, is he around? Um, just for the sake of storyline, I'll say as you look around, uh, you look across. People tend to just sit in their little pockets, and he's a bit of a loner. And you see him all off on his own, um, just munching on a piece of toast. Do I still have some food? Can you what? Do I still do I still have food? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You still you still got your portions at the table. You just abandoned your your dinner. Uh, I'd like to take my food and go uh, sit with Caleb and like okay. uh, uh, I've got time for like a walk and a chat. Um, you can have some of my, my food if you'd like. He looks at you. He's like, I've, I've got a very sensitive stomach. If 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 I eat anything strange, I get the shits. Like. It just squirts out of me. So, so look, I'll, I'll walk, but I'm all right for the food. I can only really eat dry toast. No Anything worries. Anything else gives me horrific dysentery. <laughs> Let's never talk about this again. 
That's what. Oh, sorry. I thought I thought we were friends. Now we are friends, but friends still have some boundaries. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Sorry. Um, so like we, you know, we, we walk and we like uh, we, I try and like. <laughs> well, we can't hear you anymore. Your cat has pulled the plug out from your. This is muted you. <laughs> oh no, he just clicked the uh, click the mute button. Yeah, there yeah. we go. Right, and we've got you back. I thought you meant that he was literally purring at like a thousand decibels above the above the microphone. Ah, it's just like when when Mullen became a surprise character. Yes, this is when Winston's gonna. Use- this is where Winston just starts rubbing his ass on the microphone. Right, good. Sorry, uh, we to- we we the listeners totally missed that. So, um, so I you- like to um, I like to walk uh, with him to like a more secluded area where we can talk a bit more confidently. So, as you both take your plates back to the um, hatch, you put them over to be cleaned. As you look over, you think you can see Tatty and a Tabaxi in the background, but you're not one hundred percent sure what you see. You haven't really got enough time as you make your way back out into the exercise yard with Caleb. Cool. I um, so I'd like to ask him if there's any any way that he knows to like kind of get called into the warden's office. I mean, um, there's probably several ways you could get called into the warden's office. Um, do something stupid enough, you'll get dragged up there behaviorally, or you know, cleaner. You know, even a warden needs a cleaner. Uh, people have got to change the waste bins and things like that. Um, failing that, he's got a secretary. Secretary is an appointed position from someone within the penitentiary. Um, those are the only things I can think of. I've never been. Is that a vacant position? What, cleaner or secretary? Both. Uh, ideally secretary, but, but I'd, yeah, cleaner as well. What the fuck do I look like? Nutbush recruitment. <laughs> what the fuck do I know? You look like a guy that takes notes about everything that All right, happens. yeah. <laughs> do you know what, though? As he looks down at his snap pencil, he's like, look, if you can get me another pencil, I could probably work some shit out, all right? But I'm not sure. I don't. I think the secretary one's probably taken. The cleaner might be a bit more negotiable. Fucking, I thought we were friends. Now nah, it's like, fetch quest for a fucking pencil. All right, I'll get you a pencil. All right, look, dick. I overstepped my boundaries. I'm not very good at this whole sociable thing. Well, let me teach you. Give me what I want. <laughs> <laughs> this is how it works. I say, I'm sorry. To, I didn't mean to upset you, darling. Uh, That's I'll all right. Look, I'm just glad to have a friend. If it wasn't for you, I'd probably have been killed. Remember that. <laughs> <laughs> As he, he, look, he looks up at you, he's like, I'm just glad to be alive. And quite frankly, look, if I can connect you with the right people, then I'll feel better about things. And yes, Webley is a good man. I'm not sure about Squawk, but um, maybe your best bet, your two best bets, if you want to get into the office, commit a hideous crime or become the cleaner. Those are the only two things I can think of. Or do something really brave. Maybe he'll like give you a commendation and a sticker. <laughs> or your annual review wait a year and then you get your annual review and you can stand in front of him performance <laughs> review meeting that's yeah. too real man that's too oh, real so you, you've well. never met him before yet you've been <laughs> have you been here longer than a year um, no I've not been here longer than a year for storyline reasons because you just found a loophole <laughs> so, <laughs> be honest. he looks down at his pencil he's like you can tell how long I've been here this was a normal-sized HB pencil when I got here. It's worn down. 
I mean, it's not that I feel it when you're in a fight, so... <laughs> this was a lot more literal than I thought it was going to be coming into this conversation. <laughs> As you look up, Anash, you see across the way loads of muscly people hefting weights and then just the crocodilian form of the dragonborn just like just like almost just pumping two little five kilos in each hand like doing a little kind of like jane fonda fitness routine <laughs> but i like I, I say I'll, I'll see you later caleb I'll, I'll get you that pencil um and then i, I go over to belsia and i say uh, how, how's the granny steps clubs <laughs> i'm good son uh Gotta gotta keep active. Gotta get my steps in. I think something's up with that Kenku. Oh really? What kind of stuff? Something mysterious. They were talking very quietly and whispering, from which I deduced that they were being secretive about something. Who were whispering? A guard and that Kenku. Oh. Hmm. Let's do this further, because maybe it's all a plan and like, like there's a connection to get us out, or maybe we're gonna get fucked in the A. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. I don't want to like drop a rock on him or something in case that's all part of the plan. But we'll see. Yeah, keep both eyes open. Have you seen Tatty? Anyway, the which one's Tatty? Oh, the... <laughs> <laughs> the gnome. No, I've, I've no, not the, seen it. Yeah, no, sorry, yeah, the gnome. Yeah. As you're having this conversation, a giant troll walks over to you, looks you straight in the eye, Belsia, and says. Are you finished with that? Yes. As he reaches out with his giant hand and just consumes the tiny five kilo weight. <laughs> she uses it for, uh, I, I, I offer to spot him. <laughs> all right. I think I'll be all right. Thank you very much. Good to hear it. The master of the yes and. <laughs> he, uh, he punch, he slaps you on the back and you feel the wind leave you. <laughs> Uh, as as both you and Hanash make your way, well, you you do what you want. Far from me to tell you what to do. We're going to have to very quickly now pan towards Tatty. Tatty, you, as you come through the double doors into the cafeteria, see all the usual paraphernalia that you would expect, a bank of ovens in front of you, uh, to the left, some sinks with dirty crockery in it and a bunch of prison workers all scrubbing away. And as you come round the back of the window, you see the tabaxi lady who has cankles galore. Um, can, I, can I make a... Um, I imagine it would be a perception check, but I want to see if I can see any... Um, Onions? No, um, no. I want to see if I can see any kitchen tools or knives that are out in plain view. Yeah, for sure. Um, I will roll perception. Find a potato peeler. Fifteen. Fifteen. Um, nothing razor sharp. You see um, fish scrapes, spatulas, uh, and a particularly dangerous looking whisk. Not worth it. As you hear a voice next to you, the um, the tabaxi's like, all right, you're going to come and... Oh, I got a little Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> I just put the accent on to scare them. Um, as she says, you're going to come and uh, deal with these. As you see, she gets one of... She's got stockings on as um, she rolls down her stockings and you see her hideous, hairy 
slightly varicose-veined legs, which end in two blocks of meat with toenails that look like um, a vandalised graveyard. She... she, um, At least one of her toes has a fungal infection. She she basically um, says... Give them a good rub. Oh, she's Scottish again. Jesus Christ, it's so hard not to project so much Scottishness onto her. She says, um, she says, all right, you do this for me. I'll see what I can do about some tools for you. As she says that, you think, she sounds a lot like Barbara. <laughs> and suddenly, some sadness comes to you as you remember your wolf. Wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, there's two reasons to cry. Yeah. Uh, God, let's not let AJ do that Ray Winston voice for this tabaxi. That will just make Tati really sad. Um, can I, can I make an insight check just, just to see if, to see if I know whether, if, see if I can tell whether she's just bullshitting and she just, (laughs) she just, she just wants to get off and, and, and not do anything. You're looking for like a Netflix and chill kind of scenario here. Well, no, what I'm, what I'm saying is we have a very clear deal here. I want to make sure that she she's keeping to on a it. level. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Make me, make me. Natural twenty. Natural twenty. Um, you get straight to the point, and you're like, I'm not doing shit until I've seen the goods. Is she? She's like, <laughs> you say my first rodeo. She walks over to one of the um, people washing pots, has a little word with him, and he shuffles around in his pockets and he pulls out a set of metallic tools, which she shows you and then comes back over to you and just really slowly, there's almost like a sensualness to it as she rolls down her other stocking. All right. There's definitely, there's definitely visible eczema on this one. Do they um, do the um, the tools? Are they like comparable to thieves' tools, like lockpick? Maybe some other implement yeah. in there. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I um, I just I just say yeah, cool. I'm I'm good with a little bit of uh, quid pro quo. Um, and I just um, crack crack the old knuckles. Uh, it looks really disgusting because I've only got half fingers. Um. And uh, and I say, um, I'm good if you are. She looks down at you. She's like, yeah, I'm good. As you really, you really go to town on her. Um, at one point, she just leans over. Things are getting a little bit dry down there. She just leans over and gets some margarine. And you, <laughs> you, really, you really go to town on um, her cracked toes. There's a real kind of release as you squeeze and massage and rub her tired and cracked cankles, um, you can see an, a, that she carries a lot of tension in her toes as just a real weight is lifted off her. As you rub some real knots and bunions clean out of her feet, um, some of the textures that you felt will be with you for the rest of all time. Um, and when you're finished, <laughs> you look up at her. And she just has the sweet release of somebody who's reached the very zenith of um, chill. As she's just melted, whatever it is, your skills have have done the trick. As you look down, you're not 100% sure that some of the fungal 
infection that was on her toe hasn't got caught under one of your fingernails. But uh, she reaches out. I mean, I only have I only have one fingernail. Well, <laughs> you should look after it then, shouldn't you, my diminutive friend? <laughs> Roll medicine with advantage. <laughs> You're gonna lose that fucking finger. <laughs> You can see her left eyeball twitching as she's like, oh, God, yeah, thank you. Oh, you have no idea how difficult it is getting a good rub down here. Oh, you got in all the little nooks and crannies. Thank you very much. As she hands you the um, thieves tools. I, um, I take them and pocket them. She and... grabs your wrist and says, and if you get caught with those, they did not come through me. Of course not. Now, take some extra toast and fuck off. Mm. I um I do that. I'm, yeah, I, I I take some extra to- toast because I fucking earn it. Hmm. Hey, did you slut? As as I as I um as I turn around just before I um just before I leave the immediate area, I say, "Don't forget about those tinkers tools as well." <laughs> she looks at you like she forgot about the tinkers tools. She's like, "Fuck me, I'll have to think of something to do for that." But she lifts up her arm and looks at her armpit. She's like, "These need a good shave." I slowly turn around and just think to myself, I'll only turn one trick a day. And then then you're not a prison bitch. Okay. And that's probably the name of this week's episode. (laughs) Turn one trick a day. Only turn one trick a day. Right. Good. And on that disgusting note, we will... I mean, some say disgusting, others would say sensual. It very much depends on your... Um... AJ definitely has a foot fetish. I don't have a foot fetish. That's just, just wrong. Margarine, don't lie to the viewers. Yeah. You can lie to us all you want. You can lie to yourself all you want, but don't lie to the viewers. Slander. Right, come on then. Let's try and get this heist on the go. We've literally burned through 25 minutes talking about the state of an elderly lady's feet. Um, as you congregate back at the table, the the gang, you come together as you see Aristobulus slamming one side of his head and bits of porridge dripping out of the other ear, as Maud is just casually playing with her nose ring whilst having a staring contest at one of the gang gnomes. They're just glaring at each other from across the yard, neither of them, the yard, from across the canteen, neither of them willing to break eye contact. As Hanash, you come back to the group fresh from meeting Belsia out in the yard. I, uh, have, I, have I updated everyone on, like, that I've had this chat yet? Is that why Belsia... I don't believe so. Nope. No. So, yeah, I so, say, all right, guys, I chatted with this guy and his adopted son slash lover. <laughs> <laughs> and due to prop design history, reckons he, he can get us out of here. Um, I've... I've Groups you guys in. We need to do a trial to make sure like we're we're cool enough to be in his weird gang. Uh so A, we need to steal a photo. I would look around to make sure that there's no one listening. As you know, the one of the canteen staff walks past with a pile of trays, you hush your voice and then they fuck off and you kind of modulate your voice back up to normal. Um so I say, yeah, so step one. Need to get a picture of the one's wife from his office. Step two, we need some butt cream from anywhere. And, you know, I think we could get away with just normal cream. But I've got I've gotten in with the doctor, maybe. So we'll see. Do we have um, anyone who has an in with the kitchen stuff? I say, um, 
Tatty comes back with his green finger. <laughs> I say, uh, I wish you'd, uh, I, I wish I'd known about this uh, several minutes ago. I, uh, I just, uh, I, I just made a deal with one of the kitchen staff, and I managed to get um, some thieves' tools. Although the thieves' tools will probably still be helpful if if I need to get through a locked door to the to the warden's office. Is there anything else you could do for for some other favors? Um, <laughs> I as as I'm as I'm looking, I I almost like look off to one side and just whisper to myself, "One trick a day, <laughs> one trick a day keeps the whole label <laughs> away." <laughs> um, I say, um, I'm sure I could, I'm sure I could work something out. But I think if we need to, if we need to get into the office to get the photo anyway. I can have a look in there, or whoever goes in there can have a look to see if there's there's a tube of butt stuff cream. Do you reckon um, the warden gets food delivered to him from like the canteen? Or do you think, or do you think he gets like brings in a packed lunch? I was wondering if that's like a potential in. <laughs> I, I don't mean like grub that we get. I wonder if they're like yeah, you know, there's like these kind of you know the silver dome things that they take it upon, but probably not. Yeah, maybe. Um, Do any of us know where the warden's office is? No. Yeah. That was, that was the other thing. Can any of us transform into like a, a spoon or something that could sneak in, just need to get on a tray, get carried into the warden's office, and then hide until nighttime? Have you got a spell where if you touch a spoon, you become a spoon? <laughs> I don't, but I was hoping maybe Aristobulus might do. Don't think so. Uh, at this point, you all look around for Aristobulus. You suddenly realise he is standing behind Tatty as he just sniffs Tatty's hand. He's <laughs> like, "What have you been up to?" Uh, I don't want to talk about it. You smell like a good time. Yeah, I I had a real nice time in in the kitchen. I made I made a friend. Oh really? Yeah. Judging by the tide marks on you, you had some benefits as well. <laughs> maybe maybe next time. I'll I'll get some benefits. Um, this this time this time it was this, I, I, this time it was all about her. Well, look, all I'm saying is, if there's a next time, can I get in? You um, you feeling a bit hard up? <laughs> well, keep on putting out the signals to that masked man, but he's just not interested. I get it, man. Plus, I can't hear in my right ear anymore. <laughs> man, put porridge in my ear. Yeah. Um, I've been meaning to talk to you about that. Um, All right, go on then. Things, things, things haven't been so great since uh, since the Olean. I know, I miss him. He really was the love of my life. Shame that Tiefling fucked things up, really, isn't it? Looking over at Maud like she's not there. I think that's victim blaming Aristobulus. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna. I think it was more Tessarian's fault. Did I? Did I accidentally keep that off by planting the? Planting a bean as well. No, 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 no. Because I, I knew like things were getting hairy. I was like, bean. <laughs> that was that was that was our safe word because we discussed it beforehand, and then you shouted bean and threw it on the ground okay. when things kicked Ar- off. Aristobulus looks over at you and he's like, "Look, I'm in an emotionally vulnerable place right now. I've been unable to relieve myself since sharing a room with that man, and quite frankly, my bladder is like rock." Oh, you mean relieve yourself? Like yeah, not like having a wank. I meant like I can't relieve myself. Like I've got shy cock. Let's go for some in the courtyard. Yeah, just just 
when it's um we can crowd around you when it's facing your way good when it's when it's time for <laughs> exercise you just go piss in the corner or something all right yeah maybe i'll do that anyway look as much as i feel like this would be a very interesting narrative thread to tug on right now i i've got to inform you I've heard you over talking about butt cream and, and pictures of uh, the warden's wife, and um, I might be able to help you. All right. What you got? I know a thing or two. I don't just make giant blue spiritual weapons, you know. I've got other spells. I know I never use them, <laughs> but true. I do have other spells. You can turn yep. into a spoon. <laughs> he was a spoon all up. No. I know I've never used my other spells, and that's just because I'm a little bit shy and or the fact that Lewis never scrolls down in my spell list. <laughs> but I can locate an object. Okay, cool. That could help. Just saying, I could like like a little, I could just magic in on the nearest butt cream and I'll know what direction it's in. I think I'd rather the picture of the wife. But... <laughs> yeah, the, the butt cream feels like it's something that we can get from one of two places. I, I like, you know, how does that work? Do you get like a directional thing or will you be like, I know like the route to take when um, towards the thing? I think it would probably be like a directional thing. And I think if I remember rightly, it's the thousand feet range. Be like one of them wooden things that takes you to the river. Yeah. I'll just get, I'll just get a really strong feeling. He's, he's like, what, what are we looking for? Tell me. He's like, tell me, what are we looking for? Um, we need, um, a picture of the warden's wife. All right, describe her to me. Mm-hmm. Oh, I want to. I put. I stand behind Aristobulus and put my hands on his shoulders, and I'm like, "Go, Aristobulus, go!" And I turn him around like a like some kind of compass. <laughs> As you spin him around, you notice suddenly that a small tent pole has erected itself <laughs> in his trousers. As he's like, "Here we go!" <laughs> we it always points to Trinor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As his divination rod fires out the front of his trousers and starts waggling, he's like, I can't control this once it's going. As it just curls round to the right, he's like, it's over this way. Is this legitimately how he uses this spell? That's fantastic. Yeah. As he turns around and knocks over a glass of water with his erection <laughs> off the table, he's Literally like... Literally like the pogo from New Girl. He's like, come on, we've got to go. It really hurts if I turn an angle to it. <laughs> He's literally like trying to break off the right angle. There's, there's literally like a there's literally like a warning label next to this spell that says if con if condition persists for over four hours, please seek medical attention. <laughs> he he he's like, come on, come on, this is bloody painful. As you see, he starts going quite pale in the face. As clearly, like all the blood is rushing it out of like the extremities of his body, like into his. Divination rod, like paper to a to a static electricity balloon. I I let him pull me in the right direction. Great. As the conga line of filth starts meandering its way around, um, people really start parting to get out of Aristobulus's way. Um, as uh, <clears throat> he makes his way back out of the canteen through the double doors. Both guards go to frisk him, look down at his um, action man, and decide they want nothing to do with it as they <coughs> get out of the way. Action as you, man. As you manage to make it um, through the double doors, back down the corridor, 
Um, at this point, you're mostly on your own. Uh, everyone else is either in the canteen or out in the yard as you make your way back down the corridor that you came to, um, came down on the, on the way to get your breakfast. Um, Part way down that corridor, on the left-hand side, is a flight of stairs with a guard standing at the bottom. As you see the um, pole halfway up, Aristobulus literally Points starts gazing up as he's like, as it starts taking off, he's literally like, "Oh shit, I think it's upstairs." As as he's like, "Could we get this over with?" And there's a there's a guard at the bottom of the stairs. Did you say? Yes. Okay. Um, Are we all together at this point, or is it spells? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're all together on a great trip. Yeah, it's all of us. Four people and a pervert with an erection. Should we make the distraction? I mean, yeah. It's either it's either that or one of us says that we're here to see the we need to see the warden. I think I want to know an appointment. Pardon? I think I want an appointment. Hmm. You want to make a distraction? The rest of us will go for it. Oh, I was going to throw you down the corridor. <laughs> I have the thieves tool in case, just in case we get there. Okay, I squat down, I pull my hand, I throw at the guard, and I run away. <laughs> like the lowest stakes dirty protest. <laughs> Who are you going to protest to? A guard. This is like an initial spec script for Ocean's Eleven. We're like, what can we get Clooney to do? For for the record, I'm I'm about to give an elaborate plan of how we can sneak past. Belsiar's just doing a beautiful mind, like in the middle of his like, mental chalkboard. He's just writing up arrow like, directions. It's like Metal Gear Solid. Like I'm tracking the vision cones of all the cards. <laughs> Belsiar's gone into his mind palace and blacks out for three seconds. He comes back and there's just shit all over the guard. Whereas. Whereas Hanash has gone into his mind toilet and dropped his kex. Okay, Hanash, I am going to need you to make me... <laughs> um... <laughs> oh, God. Um... Slave hand. Hang on, hang on. There's no good ones here. Animal handling? No. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, the perfect one. Can you make me a nature check? <laughs> yeah, 18. 18. Now, throwing shit seems like it's easy, but actually, much like a snowball, there's a degree of, like, skill to it. So you take a bolus of your own filth, roll it around on the floor and just pick up bits of grit and compact it into a solid um, ball as you swing back your arm and with a proper curved spin on it, you hurl the ball as it, um, at this point, I'm going to need you to make me an athletics check. Sure. Woo, 23. 23. As, <clears throat> as you shout at the guard, just as he turns around, opens his mouth, the cone of shit slamming into the front of his jaw, as it kind of explodes, like a hollow point bullet, <laughs> it just explodes with little pockets of fecal matter <laughs> just going inside oh, his jaw and up his nose. He's like... <laughs> As he's like, who? He looks at you. He's like, you, come here. I say, hey, Jean-Paul. And then I run away. As he pulls out his truncheon and just starts sprinting towards you, as you make it down the corridor, you hair off. Um, he's still, like, trying to get bits of shit out of his, like, dress uniform and, like, spitting out bits of fecal matter and gravel. 
as the rest of you just watch this go on, um, what are you going to do? We'll, we'll come back to you, Hanash. Um, I guess as soon as the as soon as the guard goes around goes around a corner or gets he goes out of eyesight, he runs yeah. further down. Um, as soon as he's sufficiently out of the way, um, I um, I tap Belsiar and Aristobulus on the shoulder and gesture up the up the stairs. Um, and I guess we start going stealthily. If there was a guard there, okay. Uh, can all of you make me stealth checks? Yes. I'll make one for Aristotle. Oh, I rolled badly. Fourteen. Thirteen. Uh, what does Aristobulus get? He gets disadvantage. Seven, but he gets disadvantage, so he got he got eight. Why did he, he get disadvantage? No idea. It's got a big D by it. Because of his armor. Not sure. Yeah, yeah it's he his gets, armor. He gets disadvantage, so he got eight, you got thirteen. What did you get, Matt? Uh, fourteen. Fourteen, eight, thirteen... What was his? Uh, what was his first roll? Because his um, he only gets he only gets disadvantage because of his armor, and I, I assume he's not wearing that anymore. Oh right, he got eight first of all, so it would have been an eight. Sorry, okay. so eight, thirteen, fourteen. Someone want to roll for Maud, or I can roll for Maud. Oh yeah, good point. Um, I'll roll for Maud. Don't worry. Hold on, because we roll for Maud. Maud got actually quite sneaky. Uh, got eighteen. So by and large, you're pretty you're pretty sneaky. Um, you're making your way up the stairs. You send people to go up front as an, an as an advanced scouting party. You keep people at the back. The only problem being, at one point, Aristobulus slips on a piece of latent shit. Hanash left in in the fight and just takes a little tumble as he looks down at his robe of stars. He's like, ah, oh, for fucks! Oh no, he hasn't got his robe of stars on. He looks down at his um, prison uniform and he's got like a shit smear down one leg. He's like, oh man, these are my favourite as well. As you make your way slowly to the top of the stairs, there's a sense of tension. Who's at the front? Um, I guess I'll go up front to like keep an eye out um, and then Aristobulus can... Mm. Yeah, me and Aristobulus will go at the front because he knows he'll know the way. Okay, Aristobulus literally like looking down, like very lucky I didn't break my dick when I fell over there because <laughs> he's um his dick would have just been like squirming around on the floor trying to find yeah, the yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he was spinning around a bit like a sort of dreidel or a spinning <laughs> top. <It's literally laughs> Um, he, as he makes way, you you see his engorged phallus kind of waggling like a. He's like, we're nearby, we're nearby. As you make it to the top of the stairs, it starts bending off to the side. He's like, fuck. He's like, it's off to the right. Let's not stand at right angles to wherever we think this is. He's literally like, I'm pretty sure if I turn around now, I'll end up fucking myself. He, he's going to use this spell in a naughty way at some point. He makes it, as you make it to the top stairs, there's a set of double doors on your right and a long corridor that goes all the way down and curves around to the right. Okay. Which way? Along the walls are oil paintings of people. You're not quite sure who they are, but they look to be quite old with little like bits of writing underneath. But yeah, double doors on your right and then a long corridor that curves around to the right. Which way is uh, Divination Dick Rod? To the right, 
What, like pointing where the double doors are? No, because his dick would have broken off. Well, yeah, that's uh, what I mean. Pointing like diagonally, like uh, northeast. Okay, but on a level. Okay, so it seems like it seems like we're on the right floor. Seems like you're on the right level, according to his member. Okay, yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna gently press my hand against the double door and see if I can see what's on the other side. Just like push it open a little bit and just push my eye through, just to see if I can see what's on the other side. Make me a stealth check. 15. Not bad. As you push it slightly, there's a bit of a... As it opens a little bit, you see a brightly lit room um, with several metal tables, shiny metal tables on it, and on the tables, one is empty and one has a body on it. As you look over, you can see various cabinets on the wall. This is clearly a mortuary. Mm. Well, that's interesting. Um... So at this point, we're going to pan back to Hanash, mm. who you are sprinting down the aisle, looking down at your brown hand. You've got poo under your fingernails, but you've never been prouder, um, which again could be the name of this week's episode. As you're running, you just hear a voice behind you between coughing and spluttering. He's like, hey, hey, you come back here, you fecal bandit. Love the new nickname. Fecal bandit. Love it. <laughs> you're hot tailing it. I think you're going to catch me alive. <laughs> um, can you make me an opposed dexterity check? Sure. What did you, what did you get? Three. Well, it's okay because the guard got four. So <laughs> both of you are running. You like stop on a rail. You're like, shit, cardio is not my specialty. <laughs> As you look back, the guard is also having a rest, equidistant behind you. He's a good <laughs> 20 or 30 meters behind you. He's like, just stop. <laughs> Please. I say, why don't we just call it quits? I'm sorry. I repent. You got shit all up in my grill. Yeah, well, I'm all tired now. <laughs> I just had these teeth veneered. You got shit in my veneers. I'll give you a bit of toast tomorrow. So sorry. <laughs> I'm starting to wonder if that's your real voice. <laughs> See, there's like 10 seconds ago, you were like, hey, John Paul. <laughs> <laughs> as he as he he starts getting a second wind he spits out like a piece of sweet corn and he um starts getting a second wind and starts running towards you as you head off so like where am i where am i running to like what is ahead of me uh you're now back into the wings you're going through the wings so there's um you're on a gantry there's cells to the left and right um you're now heading back into the sort of prison part of the penitentiary and in the prison part is it like so is there like are there bridges like halfway like yeah yeah okay so you can go up you can go down there's that thing you know imagine a prison in the center there's sort of like the eight the the, you could fall down if you really wanted to Mm. cool so i'm gonna continue going forwards and then i'm gonna take a last minute kind of over the bridge and turn back on myself to try and kind of get a bit of headway from the, the guard. Oh, you trying to put yourself on either side of the gantry for a moment? Like, yeah, so yeah, so I want to like pull a Yui and then like yeah, yeah. then then I'll maybe throw him a bit off. Okay, so as you do that, you do a sudden run and you just there's a big gap. It's about twenty foot in the middle. It obviously, goes up and down as you go up and down the levels. And he's like, "Fuck's sake! Don't get paid enough for this. You got shit all up in my face. Just, what are you doing?" I'm so sorry. All right, look, I accept your apology. I really do. There's been obviously some sort of misunderstanding here. But I do have to write you up for this. Flinging shit 
is a punishable offence. I'm not well. <laughs> Make me a persuasion check. <laughs> He's like the most understanding prison guard. He's like, mental mental illness is a real thing. People do actually throw shit. He's like... Listen, as much as I have actually been trained to be sensitive to such things, I really am starting to think that maybe a man who crouches down, shits into his own hand, rubs it in shingle and dirt and flings it into my open mouth is not technically ill. That looks more like a premeditated attack on... (laughs) I've done my training, all right? I mean, I've got irritable bowels. And then I sprint off. (laughs) (laughs) Towards the canteen. Okay, so you sprint off to the canteen. You're now going back as he's running, just leaving little pockets of shit behind him as they sort of... He's, he's got, like, crumbled shit all up in his hair. If he tries to come back onto my side, I'll flip to the other side again. Yeah, as you, you're, you're now... No, right, as we pan back to... Um, you very nearly... You could have had him there, you know? He was open. He's had his sensitivity training if you'd just persuaded him a little bit better. I know, I know. <laughs> I, was, I thought it was there, but... This is a modern and progressive prison, and they do respect people's medical needs. And just for the uh, record, so do I. Right, there we go. <laughs> That's good. And that, and that guard definitely, more than anyone else in the world, other than maybe Honash, knows how ill he is. <laughs> he has tasted of his, of, of his feces. <laughs> he sure has. Okay, as we pan back to the group of people, um, what are you doing? At the at the the door of the mortuary. What Remember, are you doing you 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 just made it to the top of a flight of stairs. There's a set of double doors on your right, and then the rest of the corridor, maybe twenty or thirty feet, goes ahead, and then and turns. then goes straight round to the right on at a right angle. Can I um, looking at this room? Does it look like it leads? It it's not going to lead anywhere else. It goes round. The the room goes round to the left. You can't see the whole room through the door. Imagine a dog leg that goes round to the left. All oh, right, so I'm just I'm looking sh- I'm looking straight from the double doors. Can I just like peek my head in a little bit to see where the the bit on the left hand side goes? Uh, yeah, maybe another sleight of hand check. Ooh, it is twenty three. Twenty three. You peek in. You you duck down under one of the little metal tables. Um, as you um. Look straight ahead, you see round the corner. You can see on the right-hand side, as you came in, there's lots of banks of um, little kind of fridges, your very standard kind of mortuary fridge where they, they, they pull out trays with bodies on. Several banks of um, uh, metal tables. Um, on the table directly in front of you, you see the wizened and naked fat body of a dwarf who's clearly dead and has gone that kind of cold, pallid grey as all their kind of life has left him. Around to the left, you start seeing the flickering of flames and a warmth coming from that side of the room. Incinerator. Uh. Or a rotisserie in a mortuary, yeah. One of the other. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's the dwarf on a fucking spit roast. <laughs> <laughs> the prison officer is uh, I love my grill. Grill <laughs> <laughs> master. Um, can I just edge into the room slightly and I'll I'll kind of like drag Aristobulus in with me and watch to see if his dick moves. Ar- Aristobulus is also edging into the room. In, in- <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, right, okay. Tatty, make me another stealth check. Arist- uh, Belsiar is also going to make... Belsiar. Aristobulus is also going to make a stealth check. You got 26. He got 8. Um, as you go through really sneakily, uh, the door swings back and catches the tip of his penis in the double doors. He's like, ah, shit! As then the signal strength starts dipping on it and it starts like going... Signal strength. <laughs> Perfect. As he's he's literally just like punching himself in the crotch. He's like, no, no, I used a spell slot for this. No. It's like, come on, baby. As it starts, he's got a semi now. Okay. You've got to be very careful. I'm gonna I'm gonna Does it look like there's anyone else in this room? Oh. Um just for the sake of reasons, yes. As you look round, you hear some scraping of metal on metal. As you see, round to that side, there is indeed a furnace, an incinerator, if you will, mm. and there is a man currently tossing off the... No, sorry, <laughs> there came... <laughs> there is a man... You see a man in a kind of white overall tossing the naked body of a halfling into the incinerator. Whilst, for, this, for now, you suddenly realise there's a magical box um, on the thing that's just playing smooth jazz <laughs> as they're kind of like, this man has to do horrible things for a living, but he writes it off against the fact that... Um, jazz is beautiful. Jazz is a beautiful art form. Yeah. And just because you have to occasionally toss the naked body of a lifeless convict into... A heated furnace. You can still do that with respect and love, listening to jazz. Seems legit. Yeah. I'm just going to assume that everything in this room is above board. Um, As you hear a little voice behind you, Aristobulus is like, do you have any idea how hard it is to maintain an erection to soft jazz? I say, um, what, what do you think? Do you think out this room, back down the corridor? I'd like, with my head, I nod towards his penis. Addressing. <laughs> Dick say yay, Dick say nay. <laughs> He's like, hold on, this is a precision instrument. As he rummages around, he's like... Gives it a little slap. He's a, it's a bit like, do you know that bit in the A-team where they go behind closed doors and there's kind of like a... As they kind of, yeah, he, he, he recalibrates his equipment as he's like, right, I think I've got it. As it kind of goes... Makes that kind of like... Kind of noise like, right, we're back up to 80% power. I've diverted some blood from my left foot. <laughs> I was going to make the joke that the, the colour that you were describing of the dead dwarf is definitely the colour of Aristobulus's face right now. Oh, there's just a pallid cold sweat on Aristobulus's <laughs> yeah. face. He's like, it's not easy, I tell you. Can I, before we duck out this room, the, t- the metal tables, does it look like there was... I mean, obviously, if it's a mortuary, then they would have, they would have had um, autopsies on this table. Is yes. there is there any um is there like a, a surgical scalpel on any of these? Make me an investigation check. Oh, natural nineteen. That's a twenty-five. Yeah, there's a whole tray to one side with every kind of instrument. It's got everything from bone saws, scalpels, uh, calipers. There's a speculum in there, and there's a thing that looks dangerously like a turkey baster. Aristobulus takes the speculum. <laughs> um, how how far away is that from me? Um, 
it's on the far side, so directly on the far side of the room. It's a bit like, you know, um, if you go into a workshop and everything's kind of outlined on the wall, kind of all the different bits, the mm. wall, there's like everything you could ever need to violate a body is all lined up neatly in polished um, aluminium. Mm. It's, Speculinium. Just, just trying to think if I can get over there and grab a grab a scalpel. On the way out. You, you, you look over and you, you just see the, the broadish, broad-shouldered man in the white outfit. He's just humming along to soft jazz. He's like, <laughs> which is Careless Whisper by George Michael. I'm very sorry, George, that we've dragged you into this. Hang on, you're dead. As um, <laughs> New title of the episode. Hang on, you're dead. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, he's really getting into it. Um, right, Belsia, what are you doing during all of this? Um, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. is really, really bad role-playing. Just exercising restraint. Waiting to see what happens. Um, you're on guard. As you yes, look around occasionally, you're right, looking up right. and down the corridor. Yeah, let me. As you <laughs> peek your crocodilian head over the top of the stairs, looking back down occasionally, you see people wandering backwards and forwards, and you can hear the occasional muffled voice but you're struggling to see what direction it's coming from um very quickly hanash we're going to pan back to you what are you doing so uh, yeah i'm I'm running i want to be in the courtyard as my end game so i'm running towards oh okay so you're going to sprint back down the corridor as fast as you can go right past the entrance to the stairs careful not to tread in any shit and straight out back into the canteen and then out into the exercise yard yeah yeah, and then once I'm in there, I want to like stop running, but try and like make my way to the beefcakes as like quickly oh, nice. and nonchalantly as possible. Uh, if I could change outfits, if there was anything that I could kind of grab yeah, like a rope yeah, yeah, yeah. to like kind of sling over myself, that'd be. You run through a, a walking line. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right, all right, all right. First of all, I need you to make me an opposed athletics check. The opposed athletics check is going to be against the guard as you both sprint. Fuck. Eight. Eighteen. Eight. Oh. And he's now starting to close on you. You can see the gap as your years of indiscriminate abuse of fast food and no cardio or exercise. You're, you're struggling as you make your way. You, you blaze past the stairs where your friends have just gone up sneakily. You make your way back into the canteen. You know as you come through the double doors of the canteen, he's going to be coming through those doors any second behind you. What are you going to do? Um, is there any, like, objects that I can kind of, like, move behind me? Like, is there, like, you know, like, uh, in, like where you, like, you might put your trays or, like, on the wheels kind of thing? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. There's, 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 there's a rack of trays in a metal wheelable shelf, um, and there's various cleaning staff. There's buckets of people mopping floors and things like that. Okay. Um... So can I try and like? Okay, yeah, okay. I'm going to move a bucket in front of it really quickly. Like, I'm just going to kind of grab it, and like, chuck it towards it, and hopefully it'll go in that direction and kind of carry on sprinting. All right. Um, oof. make me a dexterity uh, check, please. Just a straight up dexterity check, and I am going to do the same with team. unnatural. What are you, unnatural? Uh, 20, but it's not unnatural. 20, unnatural. 
You got ten. So yeah, as you spin around, you pick up the bucket, you hurl it back. There's the the smash of metal on the floor as dirty mop water just flies along the floor. Just as the guard runs back in, looks up with surprise, slips, and you just hear a poof as he lands on the floor. As he's like, "Ah, oh, for fuck's sake, come on!" I know I get free medical working here in an institution as a civil servant, but seriously, there is no need to do this. As he's like rolling around on the floor holding his hip that's absolutely dinged up as you take that opportunity to run out into the exercise yard. Cool. So, yeah, I get to the exercise yard. I en route, like casually to the beefcakes. Yeah, I'd like to see if there's anything I can kind of drape over myself. Looking around, standardly in this kind of environment, a lot of the kind of rude boys have all taken their tops off and are all kind of showing their kind of well-toned muscle. A lot of them have been cutting to get in good shape, like, you know, not having their porridge or their <laughs> their, their toast. You know, they've really been holding back on the carbs. I thought you meant self-harming. Uh, no, like, there's no self-harm in this story, except for the Aristobulus. <laughs> um, as you you make your way out and you see various as the people who are like you know pressing iron they've left some of their outfits lying around yeah so they're throwing off their guns in the in the morning sun i take off my shirt i put their shirt but i like i kind of put their shirt over like so on mine so i take off mine put on another one but i put my shirt underneath to make it look like i've got a big belly um, oh nice and, and then i kind of walk over to like the weightlifting and i kind of chat to them and like but in a way that i'm kind of facing away from the entrance to the yard so if he came in he wouldn't necessarily see me and this is very clark kent wearing glasses <laughs> clark kent is just superman but with a slightly bigger belly I'm, I'm hoping he didn't perceive to see my big shiny metal thing <laughs> i was gonna say he hasn't noticed you're like seven foot tall muscly green with a metal spike sticking out of your head you're just going to pretend to be like pregnant and or in terrible shape um okay 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 um i'm just gonna duck out for five minutes i gotta go see my neighbor okay uh yeah well shall we just take a quick drinks break there yeah 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 yeah, that makes sense grab a drinks break there and matt is gonna see a man about gonna see a man about a tie right we'll be back shortly to see what happened with hanash and his pregnant ploy uh right come on we are not rich on time as we jump back into things the party spread into two distinct groups we could say three but we're gonna say two firstly hanash who is hiding in and amongst the meatheads out in the yard having stuffed extra clothes into underneath his prison garments to make himself look fat rotund and or pregnant is attempting to hide away, as we also have the group at the top of the stairs with Tatty and Aristobulus inside the mortuary as we see, as we zoom back in with a soft focus on the tip of Aristobulus's divining rod as it is currently waggling like a compass pointing straight at the furnace. Okay, wait, straight at the furnace? Yeah. So this, 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 just for clarity, this room is... A, there's there's only kind of one entrance and exit. It's not like a room that leads. Yeah, but he's gone round a dog leg. So the the furnace is currently pointing in the same direction that the long corridor was. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I thought. Um, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna 
push Aristobulus back to back to like outside Into the double the doors. Where are you going to push him? Yeah, <laughs> push push him back like outside the double doors, back to the corridor. And I'm going to say, if I get caught, you run for you you go for the the fucking warden's office. Um. Okay. I'm going to... Um, as, as you push him away, he starts going, argh, argh, as you see his divining rod kind of like bending around a right angle. He's like... I turn, I turn him around so that it's not at a right angle. He's like, oh, thank you very much. It's Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, thank you very much. Yeah, I'm going to um, I'm going to attempt to s- sneak in and grab, um, grab one of the scalpels. Okay. Uh, make me a sleight of hand check. Sleight of hand? Okay. Ooh, 18. 18. As you sneak your way over there underneath desks, you look over and the portly um, uh, mortician is currently um, balls deep inside the body of a tabaxi. If I say balls deep, I mean, he's not fucking the corpse. Sorry, I just have to say that for legal reasons. He's... um, Eyeballs um, deep. He's concentrating on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's eyeballs deep in it. Yeah, that's exactly what I meant. As you make your way over to the rack, you see all of the medical equipment there. What what are you? Um, I'll. um, So there was there was scalpels. There was one of the fucking like almost like a bone saw. There's a bone saw. There's scalpels. There's calipers. uh, There's a speculum. There's a thing that looks a bit like a turkey baster. Uh, and there's various metal rods, um, blades of all sorts. Uh, uh, I'm gonna grab. Um, I'm gonna grab one of the scalpels and one of the blades. Okay, so you um, you see one of them is more like a gouge. One of them's a blade, and one of them's a gouge. Hmm. Um, as you pocket both of those, as you make your way back across the floor, you hear a cough. As you see, the the technician has now finished doing what he's doing and has come back over as you find yourself having to hide underneath the table with the dwarf on. Okay. As you see the legs of the technician with the lab coat standing at the table, you hear him kind of humming along to soft jazz as you hear him performing some kind of autopsy or um, exsanguination on the body. Okay. Based on how tall the tables are, Yep. how small I am. Is there any way where I could, if I stayed on this side, um, if I stayed on this side of the table, that I could move along to, like, this side of another table and slowly, like, make my way around? His legs are currently between you and the door. Yeah, that, oh, um, okay. So I'm on. So I'm on the side of the table that's closest to the door then. Uh, you're underneath the table, and he is at the edge of the table, and he's on the the side of the table that's nearest the the, the door that is the only exit. So, which side of the table am I on then? You're underneath the table. Okay, you're between all sides. Okay. Oh, so I'm I'm underneath the table in the center of it, essentially. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's only the size of a body. Like yeah. The table is. Can I see yeah. that Tatty's in trouble if I'm outside looking for? <sighs> Make me a percep- make me a perception check. Just try not to stare at the the dick. <laughs> uh... yeah, he's just he's with the balls. <laughs> it's like eyes on it. It's like eyes on a painting. They just follow you everywhere. <laughs> uh, Fourteen. Fourteen. Um, you're you're uh, on guard. 
You and Maud, as you see the slightly pained and straining form of Aristobulus come out of the door quietly as he's like, backwards, obviously, like Rod still pointing towards the furnace. He comes out an angle. He's like, yeah, I think the little guy's just um, picking up a few. He's doing some shopping. Um, so you're aware that Tatty's in there on his own is what I'm saying. Okay. Not wanting to meta game, I'll take Aristobulus at uh, his word and continue to look up and down the corridor, leaving Tatty entirely to his own devices. <laughs> Kill Belcia. He's making some sort of plan. Here, right? I will ruin you. No. Um, okay. Uh, I am going to. Ooh, that's naughty. He's staring at the um, oh, yeah. mortician's testicles. Right. Okay. I know what I'm going to do. It's not a pub. I'm going to look over at the furnace, uh, and I'm going to, um, I'm going to cast fog cloud on the on the furnace. And it's it's um it's 120 foot range, and the fog cloud is 20 feet. Holy crap! So really, I just wanted to go over there. Um, so yeah, I um I cast that, and um it is verbal. So if you want me to roll, a spell I was going to say, is it verbal? I was just having a look. So it's verbal. As you can hear, the man above you in the um. Why overall you can hear him just going da, 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 as you hear him like cutting through stuff. Now these are mortuary tables, so they have a natural dip in them. As you see, he's now exsanguinating the body as there's a bucket underneath the table and a tap as you see various juices and, and viscera just start spilling out of the tap into the bucket next to you as you try and hold your stomach as you mumble some words under your breath and, and smoke cloud appears over the furnace as you just hear a voice of the man being like fucking bats always roosting in the fucking furnace chimney (laughs) (sighs) they're they're the perfect animal ally for for the prison break (laughs) he's like this is gonna fucking set me back fucking hours you see, you see him like you see a hand come down and just thoughtfully scratch the front of his crotch, just rearrange a few bits. Um, as he's like, "All right, yeah, Jesus." As he waddles back over to the um, over to the furnace, you still see like various bits of gore and viscera dripping out of the tap into the bucket. You're free to, yeah. So it's a so it's a twenty foot, wait, twenty foot. I think it's which one's which one's the big one is it radius or diameter i can't remember <laughs> uh, diameter it's 20 foot diameter so once he gets within a certain range of it it's like difficult for him to um difficult for, it's like he can't see all the way through it i guess he vanishes into the fog assuming it's smoke as you just hear him being like fucking bats okay once he um turns around and starts heading that way um i'll um, i'll sneak back over to the double doors and out of the room First thing you're presented with is um, Aristobulus's divining rod, which is still like pointing towards the furnace. Cool. I um I I, I avert my gaze from the from the the godly divine power of um, of Aristobulus's uh, um, sundial, and um, ah yes, <laughs> and uh, and I I just like gesture down the corridor. There's literally sweat dripping off him like a bomb disposal expert at this point. He's a little bit like um, 
Dyson at the end of Terminator 2, where he's been shot and he's just holding on to the bomb as he's like, (laughs) 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 the sweat's literally just like um, dripping off him. Amazing. As you make your way further down the corridor, you follow the wall. There's more and more oil paintings. As you stop to look, they are various historical um, chief wardens of the prison at the penitentiary over the many years that it's been open, and you see different drawings of them. As um, you finally make your way round the final corner, you see the comes to an end in front of you, and there is just a single door on your right, with frosted glass that says, um, that says, he says, getting his notes out, hold on. Um, See, I can edit this out in the podcast so it looks like I actually had all this information at my fingertips. It says, Chief Warden, Elowin, Fenlin, Elowin. And we can edit this part out so that it looks like I can scroll in shorthand. Elowin Fenlin, Chief Warden in Frosted Glass, and then a Brass Knocker. And then Aristobulus. And then Aristobulus's Brass Knocker. <laughs> um, looking at the Frosted Glass, can I see any movement in there or hear any movement in there? Um, make me a perception check. Ooh, Ooh. 22. 22. Uh, no, it's... It's currently dark in that room, as far as you can see. Okay. Um, I'm going I'm to whisper to Maud to um, keep an eye out, out um, on this corridor. Yep. Um, and I'm going to try and open the door. Okay. Uh, at that point, we're going to pan back to Hanash, who's currently standing in the middle of an exercise yard with... Lots of clothes stuffed. Up I'd, like, top. I'd like to um, bend over with like a dumbbell and kind of do some like kind of reverse. I don't know. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Like, like try things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm such a. Such a we're all just. We're, we're all such uh, gym sharks that we we definitely know the we definitely know the technical terms. Yeah. <laughs> we'll call it a reverse bench press. Yeah. God knows what it really the, is. The, the snooker cue. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It just looks like you're wanking off a man. So then like, my face will be kind of looking down and like, like I'll, I won't be that easy to like determine if he's like coming out. Okay, like, okay, down. okay. Um, interesting. I don't know. I'm going to let you choose how you want to do this. You can do it via stealth or you can do it via deception. I really don't mind how you do it. I don't think you get you don't get disadvantage on stealth anymore because you don't get your armor on. Yeah, so uh, going a stealth three plus one. Sixteen! Sixteen, not bad. As you pad yourself out so that you're you know, you've got a good belly on you, you duck your head down, you pick up your dumbbell, and you just start really going at it, putting it laying it on thick as the other denizens of the penitentiary don't really seem to give too many shits about you. You're a big lad who can look after himself, and most people wouldn't fuck with you anyway. And anyone who is is quite happy for you to be doing what you're doing. Nobody seems to have noticed that you've stolen their outfit and shoved it up the front of yours. But as you see the guard run into the yard, he starts looking around 
and he is going to make a perception check. No, he's not. He's going to make an investigation check. That would help. Um, he is going to make... <laughs> he gets a natural five. Uh, as he runs in, holding onto his hip, he's like, ah, fuck, fuck. Still, like, picking bits of shit out of his veneer. As um, he stands in the doorway, he's visibly hunched over. He's in some degree of pain. You've clearly fucked his hip up. As he looks out into the yard and he just sees a sea of inmates um, doing various things. What are you doing at this point? Are you not intentionally not making eye contact with him? Uh, I'm going to do some push-ups. Okay. So then my yellow face will be looking at the floor. You see him go off. He looks around. He's in some degree of discomfort. He's pretty sure you came this way. You can't be 100% sure. As he goes off, you see him walk up to one of the other guards around the perimeter, uh, one of them at the foot of the watchtower, as he chats away to the other man and starts describing. You can see him doing um, international charades for a big man took a shit in my mouth. (laughs) Um, is there anyone else doing push-ups near me or like something like, like similar height to where my head would be, maybe on there on a bench or something? Um, as you look around, there's just a tiny little shredded gnome who is using a single dumbbell, but he's using it as a whole barbell as, um, he's just like pushing up off it. He's, you know, for his size, he's got some, he's got some real muscle to him. Uh, I I strike up some classic gym bands. I'm like, ah, that. Nice, nice push in there, buddy. He <laughs> looks at you, he's like, you're fucking eyeballing me for? No eyeballing, just, just, you know, pure respect. I know. It's not easy getting a body like this, especially on a diet they feed you in this place. Pure shite. Tell me about it. I've been here three days and I've put on about 100 pounds. <laughs> Fuck me. You ought to be doing some cardio, not weights. <laughs> I know, man, but, you know, I'm a sucker for those vanity muscles. Tell me about it. The ladies love it. Sadly, there aren't any here, except for that fat tabaxi who works in the canteen. <laughs> Tubby Tabby. Tubby Tabby. <laughs> hey, tell me about it. I like, uh, you know, beefcake to beefcake. Uh, I don't suppose you could do me a favour if that guy comes over and I could like, nod my head towards him, like, can you just run a bit of interference for me? I'd, I'd uh, much... Much appreciate it, and you know you can have my toast for for extra, you know, gains tomorrow if you want. Make me a persuasion check. I feel we're cashing a lot of toast checks that. <laughs> Natural twenty. As um, he looks over at you, he's like, "Do you mean it? Can I really eat your toast?" Me, me toast you toast. Nah, no, that old expression. <laughs> Me a toaster, so a toaster. Because he looks at you. Me cassie, you cassie. Me toast, you toast. He reaches out a little hand. You shake his hand. It's surprisingly firm. Um, a bit like a baby holding on to the end of your finger, but it's surprisingly firm. As he's like, he, he looks at you, he's like, Well met. My name's Stanley. Hanash. Nice to oh, meet you, I look forward to a nice white slice in the morning. And look, if you ever want anyone to spot you, I'm more than happy to. I was a nutritionalist before I got in here. Maybe you could set me up with a plan. 
Well, maybe I could. Too real. Too real, guy. Fucking plan involved porridge and toast <laughs> with assorted meat drivel. Then yes, why not? Nice. Well, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll put. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely like do some, do some, you know, weights with you another time. All right, that's a beautiful thing. I feel like I made another friend in here. Just to clarify, I don't need a lover. It's not that kind of friendship. Good, I was worried that you were innuendoing with that white toast, so much obliged. No, 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 that's quite all right. I don't want your porridge pebble dashed all over my face. I love that, like, the new thing that whenever Hanash makes a friend now, they always have to clarify it. <laughs> uh, just so you know, I don't want to fuck you. <laughs> Clearly a massive fuck boy. This person's open attitude to consent and frank discussion of... <laughs> like, they're very open about it. I just want to be up front. You know, I've got someone on the outside. I, I, I can't... I, I, I'm not a prison lover kind I, of guy. I've got a promise ring and I'm committed to it. Yeah. When I say porridge, I do not mean semen. I mean porridge. Very good. Right. Nice. Well met. Well met, Hanash. I look forward to the slice of white. And yes, I'm more than happy to run some um, interference for you. As you look around, you now realize, Hanash, the, the guards are well and truly lost. So you can do as you wish. Cool. Oh, I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm just going to mosey around, you know. Uh, uh, so, yeah, I guess I don't see any of my friends. I, I, I know that they're like, still upstairs and all. Yeah, yeah. I just assume that. Okay, um, uh, can I kind of have a look around for Squawk or whatever the name is? Yeah, absolutely. Make me a investigation check. Sure. Yeah, I don't want to like go approach them or like have them like know that I'm kind of looking mm-hmm, for them. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Just a glance. Uh, Twenty-three. Twenty-three. Yeah, you see Squawk and Webberly Pebbles playing a game of chess on one side of the yard. Okay. Uh, I um, I just casually kind of keep an eye on them because yeah, I kind of from like my from Caleb, I trust like the old guy, but not Squawk. So if I see him alone, I'll I'll investigate a bit more. But for now, I'll just chill out okay. and wait for my compadres. As you see Squawk picking up a piece with his beak and moving it, um, they are playing chess. Right, we're going to pan back to Tatty and Gang outside the door to um, Aluin's office. Mm. Is it locked? Um, yeah, I was going to say. I did, I did try and open it. It's going to break in. You just lean on it. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I did try and open the door before, but I'm, I'm going to assume that it's locked. Mm-hmm. Okay. But there's a window. Is it the kind of door that has a window? Yeah, yeah, it's frosted glass. Right. I, I turn to Tati and I say, I got... Five little letters for you. Blink. Blink. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, I was sounding them out phonetically. Um, Blink. I, I'll just get behind the door, open it from the other side, and, and, and uh, Bob's your crocodilian ancestor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, at this point, I've already got the thieves' tools out, but I'm just like, go ahead. Yes. Um... And just suddenly seeing you with the thief souls, I'm I'm thinking maybe this isn't such a good idea. But I've I've gone too far to to to, to back back down. I kind of hope you get to the side, and then there's a sticky hole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dang, dang, yeah. <laughs> um, I cast blink. 
on the other side of the door. Yes, I have to roll an 11 or higher. I bet the warms. I'm a cheeky. Please no. miss and end up in the furnace. I think he gets to pick where he goes, but he just has to roll to see if he actually... He has to roll like every turn or something. Yeah, so I roll, I vanish, I go to the ethereal plane, and then on my next turn, I go back to anywhere within 10 feet, which I can see. So I assume I can see through the window to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to use my inspiration, which I can't remember how I got that, but just to make sure this works. It's probably all that weird seed guy shit that you said. You got the inspiration for um, attempting CPR, I think, oh, yeah. on that lady when. So that's a natural one. Excellent. And a, and a natural two. Oh, <laughs> <For sake>. <laughs> Excellent. As you blink out of existence, everyone, you just see him vanish down into a tiny blue dot as he vanishes out of this realm. Um, Bersia, you appear in the, the ethereal realm. You can almost see the um, outlines of the people around you as everything is a uh, almost a myriad of colours. As you look around, the one thing that really interests you is out of the front of Aristobulus, where his divining rod should be, is almost a harpoon, like a spiritual harpoon <laughs> that is firing through the wall. Um, and that harpoon is taut, like a fishing rod that's reeling in it's a like big the, catch. It's like the end of Interstellar. <laughs> you vanish and appear in a in a fucking five dimensional bookcase full of spiritual decks. Yes, as you see the the spiritual fishing line taut going through the wall, um, you walk through the door and you blink back into this realm. As you hear a cough, you look up in front of you. You realize you're in the secretary's office and you're standing in front of her desk and she's currently at her desk as part of a cheese sandwich falls out of her hand and lands on a plate in front of her. I go, ooh, I'm a ghost. Really? Okay. Make me a persuasion check. Oh, hang on. Are you trying to intimidate her or persuade her? I say intimidate. I think I'm trying to be Okay, maybe an intimidation check. Come on. (laughs) So I've got a, a, a plus five to intimidation. I rolled a three, so it's an eight. An eight. As you blink into appearance, you're like, Ooh, a ghost. As she looks at you, she's like, a, a spectral crocodile? What? <laughs> she She's like, what are you doing? Where did you come from? Where did you go? Cotton Eye Joe. I, I was executed here 100 years ago, and I appear on every day when this day is to haunt this room where I died and then I just can I just try and turn around and go out of the room quietly <laughs> um, make me a persuasion check Come on. You know, like, you like, you do that thing where you pretend to walk downstairs behind the desk <laughs> 17 17 she's like you're a ghost a spectral apparition from the realm beyond I am. And to prove my point, I also cast Mage Hand and I make some papers fly up in the air. (laughs) (laughs) And you just do that with simple thermaturgy. As a giant spectral hand ruffles her paper, she's like, oh, fuck, do you have any idea how long it took me to get all that paperwork? 
All right, look. Are you really from the other realm? Yes, I am. Can you tell me? My child. Can you? My husband, he passed. Can I send him a message? Um, of, of course. Of course you can. I'll, I'll relay your, anything you want me to, to say to him. How does that work? Is that like a real time? Or do you have to walk and give him, his ghost, the message? It's a, it's, it's five to seven days. Uh, I'll, I'll have to go out and come back in to, to get him the message. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm edging towards the door already. I've got my hand on the door handle. Why? Why now? Why here? Uh, Why me? He said that he he told told me to. He told me he always liked crocodiles, and he'll you'll always remember the safari that you went on, and you saw those crocodiles. Do you remember? <laughs> Make me a deception check. <laughs> This is like going to a shit tavern. Your, your own memories are, are wrong. Thirteen. Thirteen. She's like, it's not ringing any bells, but then again, who am I to argue with a ghost? Look. Um, she starts having a panic attack in the corner, and there's just, like, sweat bucketing off her. As she looks down at the cheese sandwich, she's like, what the fuck was in that cheese? <laughs> what What was your name? Melissa. Melissa. Shit, no. Is there, is there a uh, Matilda who works here? Yes. How did you know? That's because this message is for her. I've just remembered. I'll. Oh, do, right, does she yeah. work? Is it a job share? Does she work nights? <laughs> Can you let me know when I should come back? You only have a work address. Melinda, Melinda's the cleaner. No, <laughs> Matilda. Matilda. Oh, Matilda's the cleaner. I apologise. Matilda's the cleaner. Who's Melinda? That's my mother. <laughs> okay. Yes, that's what I'm. That's that's what, that's what I'm getting. That's the name I'm getting. Your, it must have been your, your your mother. Yes. How did you know? Because I'm a ghost. <laughs> right. Please leave. Ooh. And I, I, I walk out backwards spookily. You actually open the door and close it. So was this? Yes. Is this the door that? Is this the door that's in front of the rest of us? Yes. Okay. So he opens the door. Which door? Is there two doors? Is there a door one's office and then a door? Yeah, Belsia, as, as you were in there, you noticed as you were, if you're facing the same direction as everyone else, there is a door to the left, which is clearly the warden's office. This is the inner secretary's office that you've just walked into, pretended to be an apparition, and just walked slowly backwards out of the door, having <laughs> opened it and closed it. I, I, I relay those events to, my, uh, to, to the party. Maud looks at you with real, real anger in her eyes. She's like, you're a fucking waste of space. Okay. I, uh, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to drop concentration on my fog cloud that was in the, um, in the, in the morgue because it's a concentration spell. Through the wall, you just hear a man being like, fucking bats. (laughs) (laughs) Can I, um, when Belsiar opened opened the door to come back out, could could I get a little peek of the of the layout inside of the secretary? Yeah, standard secretary's thing, filing cabinets to the right hand side, desk in front of the door, as in facing the door with her sitting on the other side, and um, the the chief warden's office is on the left hand side. Okay, there was a slightly dehydrated looking yucca plant in there as well. We we know the warden's name, right? 
You do. We can tell the secretary that we're like the, the ghosts of Christmas, present, past, and the future. We're here to bring him a message, actually. I explained to my the, the skeptical my skeptical companions. <laughs> I actually don't hate that idea. I I I was gonna okay. I was gonna cast fog cloud anyway to, to like obscure her vision and then I could go in and try and open up the warden's office. Or like if we can all get in, just we'll all fucking pile into the warden's office from there. As you look over on the floor Aristobulus has collapsed onto the floor. He's now so much energy is being used maintaining this erection. He's had it for um, over an hour now as he's just collapsed on the floor. He's facing the right direction, like gravity is pulling him by his cock towards the um, picture of the warden's wife. Yes. Yes. Cast the fog cloud for extra spookiness. And then we'll make a big entrance, lots of cloud, and also you guys can be my distraction, and then I'll try, I'll try and slip past you guys and and open the open yes. door. That way. Actually, it was Barbara we were looking for. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna cast fog cloud on her yep. desk so that yep. it starts emanating out from there. Did you say it's twenty foot? Yeah, I think it's it's twenty foot uh, radius. So actually. The whole office might just be fucked. Yeah. 40 foot. Yep. The whole office, top to bottom, left to right, up to down, is currently hotboxed. Well, I mean, it starts, uh, starts small and then moves out. Yeah, but you, it's, it's expanding. Now to the keyhole, you start seeing a snake of smoke just slowly. As you hear it. <coughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open the door and sneak in and hope that Belsiar and maybe Maud follow, and, and those two can do a fucking ghost double Yeah, wow. Aristobulus is whited out on the uh, outside in the corridor. Uh, I guess I just leave him there. Uh, yep. Yeah, I think I, I, I motion to, to Maud that we, we run in and just make boo, in the fog, make boo noises and like throw paper everywhere and, and make, a, make a general mess, knock over the plant and stuff. You just walk around going, <laughs> This is like paranormal activity, Fisher Price edition. As you two, all right, both of you make me a deception check and we'll take the average. Okay. Is it not a dickhead check that we can see? <laughs> 12. Oh, Maud got a natural one. As Maud got a natural one. Fuck up pushing things over. <laughs> Um, as she walks in, uh, you start woofing stuff around as Maud, unfortunately, has an asthmatic attack and just starts, like, coughing and spluttering on the floor, like, as um, Melissa is also, like, rolling around on the floor, coughing and spluttering. Um, you are just walking around going, as you can hear a voice outside just going, ah, fuck. Ah, man. Seriously, cut it off, me. Just cut it off at the root. <laughs> um, you're right. Uh, what are you doing, Tatty? I'm going to, I mean, if she... There's a door, there's another door in front of you which has frosted glass, which is the door to the chief warden's office. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sneak over to the door. I would imagine that I get advantage on this because she's spluttering, coughing on the ground. 
And yeah, but you also everywhere. can't see, surely. Pardon? You can surely not see. Yeah, this is why I said it starts small and it emanates outwards, because that's the first thing that I did, just go straight for the door. Okay. Um, uh, I got a 25 for stealth. You are literally like a walking pot plant. Just kind of. <laughs> As you make your way to the door. Can I see any anyone on the other side of the door or any movement? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, I'm going to attempt to open the door. Ooh, maybe a sleight of hand check. Ooh, 14. 14. Yep. With your tools adding to that roll, um, you... Oh, I am little proficient bit. in I am proficient in thieves tools actually, so that would be seventeen. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Good point. There you go. Much like a teenage boy undoing the brass strap of someone on the back seat of a Vauxhall Nova, you manage to unpick the lock as the mysteries of the door are revealed to you. As it swings open, you see the inner sanctum of the chief warden's office. Very plush, beautiful Chesterfield in a rich mahogany colour. On one side, big table with those two weird, mysterious pens that stick out at an angle that nobody knows what they're for. Oh, like like a Roosevelt set. Yes, if that's what you want to call it. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> and then off on one side, you see his bookshelf with lots of old books and various trophies. Um, okay. Yeah. Gonna, and then a window at the back. I'm going to start rooting around for the uh, picture of his wife. And his butt cream. Okay, make me an investigation check. While you're doing that, um, Aristobius, no, Belsio, make me. Oh no, no, no. Oh no. I I got an eight. Um, you looking around, you cannot see any, no kind of photographs that you can see. All the photographs, the ones you can see are him and a bunch of fishing buddies. Uh, there's various pictures and paintings on the wall. But you're not seeing any butt cream or any uh, pictures of him. Belsiar, out in the outer sanctum, can you make me a performance check to keep the guys up of a ghost? Uh, two plus two, that's a four. That's a four. As you trip over the prone body of Maud, you fall and crack your temple on the corner of her desk as you're like, fucking buggery and fucking, 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 fuck. Uh, as one of your crocodilian teeth is a little bit wobbly at the front now. Fuck it, is it? As you hear a voice coughing and spluttering from the fog as she's like, Is that you, Matilda? Yeah. Mother? Yes, Melissa? Oh, why were you snatched away from me? I need you to do one thing to save my immortal soul. What, Mother? Can you find the picture of the warden's wife? I can't remember her name. That seems like an oddly specific request to make. Her soul. Her soul, Melissa. My soul. My soul. My soul. My soul. soul. Yes. We're bound together. Make make me a persuasion check. Oh, Oh, I'm confused. Were you pretending to be her mother or someone that knows her mother? Her mother. Her mother, yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's five. Five. (laughs) (laughs) Like... Mother, this is very weird. <laughs> Do it off the face ghostly hell. Can I make an intimidation? You you if you want face to ghostly hell. 
You're going to start breathing fire out the front of your snout. <laughs> that's not a bad idea, actually. Um, okay, that's a little better. Uh, 19. 19. As you try and intimidate her now, persuasion isn't working. As you start telling her that her mother's eternal soul is roasting in hell, you fire. Fire comes out the front of your snout, lighting the paperwork on the front of her desk. She's like, no, 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 mother! Ah. Right, Tassie, what the fuck are you doing? This is rapidly turning into the weirdest heist ever. Can I, um, can I go over to the, um, can I go over to his desk? And yes. Check the drawers. There's um, various drawers. There's A4 printer paper. One of them has a stapler. One of them has um, various poetry books. And then one of them is locked. Can I try the one that's locked? Try and, locked. Un- try and unlock it, I mean. Oh, right. Yeah, maybe a slide fan check. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, a natural one. As your newly found no. lockpick snaps off in the lock no. as you look down at the tide mark in your hand. I do you know that. what he had to do to get that? <laughs> <laughs> um, I am going to... You have a graphic flashback. Yeah. To that, to back, that tubby tabby's toes. Which drawer is it? Top right. It's got a little keyhole now with a bit of metal sticking out of it. Ugh. As you as you look out the door, you see fire and you hear screams. <laughs> I'm just like, no, they've got it. It's fine. Um, <laughs> can I... Um... As you look over, you see the prostate form of Aristobulus who's dragging himself along the floor now. His dick is pointing oh. up towards the drawer. <laughs> as he's like, just pick it before I ram-raid this. So from the morgue, I got a scalpel and you said I got yes. another blade. A gouge. A gouge. Um, can I try and use the gouge to, if I prop it underneath the yep. the drawer and yep. try and uh, try and leverage the um, the drawer up so that the lock fails and, and it falls forward? Mm-hmm. Uh, make me an athletics check. Oh dear! You're gonna have to use a lot of force to do this. Yeah. Oh come on! It's another natural one. As you jam your gouge in, you lean on it with all of your pressure, you fall, and the worst bit is you fall and you fall against the divining rod of Aristobulus. There's no part of you. Aristobulus was out in the corridor. No, he crawled into the office with you. Oh, okay. Oh, right, okay. He's behind you, pointing up at it, like like a laser pointer. Yeah. um, You fall onto his turgid member. Can we just take a freeze frame of this moment, send it to half a dozen D&D artists and ask them to, to draw it for us? <laughs> when an, when, a, when an, uh, an unstoppable force meets a divining rod. <laughs> I, I, like, I particularly like the way that Chris has sacrificed half of his evening for the greater good. I think that's got to be worth some XP. Wait, what? Other Chris. More oh, than yeah, one Chris. They seem a ride. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think Bellstar's definitely the MVP for me so far. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I definitely think so. Right. Um, come on, you've got your gouge. You've taken a chunk out the side of the fucking drawer. Um, oh, as Aristobulus, Aristobulus is, um, he looks at you, he's like, listen, we've got boundaries, all right? You don't touch my member, and I don't mention your fingers, all right? Fair enough. So his, his divining rod is pointing straight at that drawer. 
Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Like a force of nature, like two magnets drawn together. He's almost being lifted off the ground at this point. Can't believe I'm about to do this. I'm about to use the fucking scalpel to try and do it. Can I actually just use a spell to help it all? I, I <laughs> can, he, can he use his blue flowers to like just blow it to bits? To blow the fucking thing to bits. That's gonna be the, that's gonna be the next the next thing. <laughs> okay. Um, no, nah, spiritual weapon would be like the only thing. Well, can he use um, command to get the receptionist to open it? I it's a, she's got a it's key. a one word. Um, it's a one word thing. Um, he looks around. He's literally like, nah. But I tell you what, I can do. As he looks out into the corridor and he casts blindness on the secretary. <laughs> as you just hear her screaming as she runs around the oh, office. Oh, no. Now she's fucking screaming. Um, I'm, Does that help? I'm going <laughs> oh, I'm gonna to... I'm going to have to try it. I'm going to try and use the... Can I, can I fish the broken lockpick out of the... out of the uh, keyhole in the drawer... And can I use the scalpel um, to as as some kind of a substitute for it? I imagine there are other things in the in the set of thieves tools that I can also use. Maybe another sleight of hand check. Go on. Are there any just apropos of nothing at all? Can I find any lodestones? <laughs> uh, sure, you make me an investigation check. What's first. a lodestone? Uh, Seventeen. Seventeen. Fishing around, you manage to get the slither of the end of the uh, thieves' tool out, releasing the lock again. Okay, is it open? Now free- you've now fr- no, you've freed up the lock mechanism again. You've managed to get the small slither that was broken off in the lock. All uh, right, okay. Um, I'm gonna. I guess I I try again. Um, um at this point, Aristobulus is like, I've had enough. I've really had enough. As he just can't spiritual weapon as the thunder, the, the heavens open outside of the window. You see thunder clouds appearing over the coastline. <laughs> Looking out the window, I just see a giant fucking phallus approaching the <laughs> As you see it come down out of the clouds, the very hood of the spiritual weapon banging against the glass as there's a crack as it comes through the window. He's like, I've had enough. As it literally just dick slaps the desk that's turned into like splinters, um, bits just go in all directions <laughs> as a ginormous spiritual cock and balls just blats the I'm picturing desk. this like the bit in Spider-Man when the Green Goblin goes and visits Aunt May and like the, the window smashes and she's there like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> and Aristobulus looking at this spectral phallus that he's summoned. As the spectral phallus is too big, the spectral phallus is almost the same width as the office as it moves along, just knocking books off the shelf as the Aristobulus tries to like hoik himself up onto it, like holding onto the side of the sack as he lifts himself off, using it as a spiritual crutch. Um, looking down into the now kindling of the desk, you look through the rubble and the rubbish and the detritus as you pick up two things. Butt cream, you find uh, hemorrhoid cream with a one-size-fits-all applicator glove, and you also find a picture of his wife, um, who is called, with it signed in the bottom, and it says, from your loving Frigga. Frigga Fenlin, his wife, you get the picture of her. Just a test that it works, 
you pick up the pitcher and move it near the front of Aristobulus's crotch, and a bit like um, hair in front of a balloon that's been <laughs> rubbed against it, you move it around and you just see his phallus move with the pitcher as you move the pitcher in three dimensions. Um, Don't play with me. Uh, I just, I, 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 I just, I pocket the picture and I say, I think it's time to drop that spell. Uh, and then I say, let's mosey on out while the moseying's still good. And with that, you hear a wet sharting noise as Aristobulus drops the divination spell. Oh, God, that's such a relief. <laughs> Seriously, you have no idea how much pain I've been in. Right. Um, and where are you going? Uh, and then we, um, I guess we, I guess we just go back the way we came. Um, I, I head back out to the secretary's office. I give like a, a nod to Belsiar and uh, Maud, and just like as Aristobulus leaves with you, you all walk away. You hear an oh, God Almighty smashing noise as the um, giant spectral penis goes clean through the stud partition wall <laughs> and takes out the wall between the secretary's office. And then, unfortunately, the outer wall of that office is slightly stone, so you just see it banging up against the stone. <laughs> Through the frosted glass, it looks really fucking weird. <laughs> as Aristobulus is like, go home, my friend, go home. As, as I leave, I say to the secretary, goodbye, my dear Melissa, I'll be with you soon. And as, she, as the blindness wears off, she just sees a, a, a glowing blue phallus above her that she assumes is the form of her dead mother. <laughs> the first of the first of Aristobulus's new flock, uh, <laughs> oath of oath of spectral phallus, mm. and that is where we're going to leave this week's episode. <laughs> what a fucking shit show that end was! This is this is the <laughs> more successful the biggest shit that. show since Tati fell out of a vent onto a knife. We were doing so good. We were doing so fucking good. And then I rolled two natural ones in a row. Oh, I mean, I don't want to say I had to bail you out of that because time was moving on, but I had to bail you out of that because time was moving no, on. Uh, no. Well, I thought, the, I thought that the um, the roll that I made for taking the, the broken lockpick out of the drawer, I thought that was the roll to try again at unlocking it. Um, ah. No, it's all right. I'm sure Lewis would be very happy to know that instead of picking a lock, you just dick slapped a table into kindling. Would a um, would a 17 have done that, by the way? Would it have unlocked it? No, with a broken lock like that, you'd have needed at least a 20 or more. Yeah. Hello, pod. It's just me again. Thanks so much for coming by again this week. We really appreciate you tuning in for another dollop of fun-packed fantasy fuck nuggetry. Now, assuming you haven't run away and you've made it this far, why not consider hitting that subscribe button and never missing another episode again? Better yet, you could give us a five-star review on whatever podcasting platform you happen to use and help spread the word of our misadventures far and wide. As ever, for all the latest news and updates, we can be found all across the socials. We're mostly on Twitter, at AdventurersANO, number one, but we can also be found on Facebook, Instagram, and at adventurers-anonymous.com. So, that just leaves time to say a huge goodbye from Raggy, Chris, Lewis, Matt, Chanel, and myself. We'll see you back here next week, 
Happy adventuring, my friends. And remember, stay tipsy.